Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to an episode of West Bros where McLean is wholly disinterested in recording West Bros, is tired, wants to go to sleep, but also has to finish writing an assignment for school. So he's going to do that while Jake reads some Thanksgiving is the Worst articles. Jake, go. Basically, what I'm here to do is keep McLean company while he pounds away like a slavish, like he's the editor of a newspaper and the boss is saying, we gotta get this edition out by midnight. You been hanging out with those dames hey, come too on. You gotta get the, you gotta get in, <laughs> the dames, you're keeping you off of your work, Johnny. You wanna be employed at this paper much longer, you gotta start hanging out with the dames. Yours is gonna find out the hard way that this business is man eat man, dog eat dog. This city's gonna you don't get you on up it. and spit you out, Johnny. You spit think you, you can come in here and become the king of the city? Let me tell you, punk. This town is gonna chew you in what half. Do you want a corduroy suit and fitted knickers, a, a, a Saturday night with the mayor's daughter, huh? Editor's desk for the star reporter. Get out of my office and don't come back here. You got that report on my desk. I want those pictures of Spider-Man! Take Jonathan Timson! I want those pictures of Sp the Spider-Man on my desk. It's not always about the money, Spider-Man. It's about the Mets, baby. Let's go Mets. Hit our home run. Gotta love the Mets. Why do you single on the Mets there? That's, that's what I'm curious about. Why'd I single on the Mets? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't make the meme. It's about our match, baby. Well, the Mets are from New York, bro, just like Spider-Man. I guess that's true. I just never think of the Mets. Love the Mets, Whatever. man. Gotta love the Mets. Baseball. baseball season's over. Forget about baseball. Nobody even likes baseball. That's true, though. Atlanta Braves just won the World Series yesterday. Yeah, well, cool. Whatever. I don't even care. Tom Hawk Chop is racist. You think I care? But, Clem, what I'm fired up about right now is I was, uh, I was looking up old radio air checks, as I do. You know, recordings of radio stations from years past. I was looking at one from uh, from the 50s, and it was on the website. And the comment underneath it was describing what the air check was. And it just, it, it sounded like so many other comments I've seen on, on well, basically anything. Anything that's like post, post-World War II, but pre-1960s, you'll see this comment. Well... The, the, the days of ballroom dancing and, and dressing up in suits to go dancing and, and, and being all stuffy and stodgy, those were almost on the way out, but rock and roll wasn't quite here yet to save our souls, and so we just had to be boringly stifled for the next few years And as we waited, as we waited for our savior Elvis Presley to bring rock and roll to the masses, because I'm a 70-year-old boomer. What? what the hell are you talking about, dude? I'm talking about boomers, Malayne. Boomers, you think? I hate the word. Look, I hate the, the classifications, right? But it's a specific type of person who thinks that culture was just this boring, stodgy. We were just all sitting around just waiting for something to happen. And then rock and roll came in and we were like, yes, finally! It's stupid. This is stupid. My, I had a class, McLean, in high school. Do you remember a, a teacher by the name of uh, Mr. Wilson? He taught. Hello? Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson, he, he was a... Of course I remember Mr. Wilson. Yes. He, he, he taught history, rock and roll, which you took. That's, and that's what I'm saying. And then I took as I a freshman. I can't hear you at all, McLean, by the way. Yes. I don't know where, where you are. I'm sorry about it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Wilson left uh, in the middle of the year to go teach at a prison instead. So the rest of my history rock and roll class was taught by, I, it alternated between one Terry Lomax, I want to say his name was, brother of NFL quarterback Neil Lomax, whom I, I met. McLean, um, 
my, my, then my point. Zanuski. Off topic. That sorry. class most useless and i've taken i've taken classes where they sat me down and talked about about gay stuff about trannies about everything under the sun that history of rock and roll class most useless thing i've ever sat through absolute garbage yeah rock and roll destroyed our culture i know but but what annoyed me about that class i liked mr wilson generally as a guy but what annoyed me was he based it was it was a history of rock and roll right and so he 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 had the first day of class. He's trying to tell us, okay, class, this is what music was like before rock and roll. And he pulls up like the most insipid song he can find from the 50s. It was a uh, how much is that doggy in the wind? Something nobody actually likes. Okay, and he says that was music before rock and roll. And then rock and roll came, yay! And it's like, no, you just you can't throw that entire period of culture under the garbage, absolute garbage. Throw it without. That well, was like, actually, I mean, not even that period of culture. You you threw the entirety of human existence prior to like the 40s and 50s out i mean it just annoyed me because in my opinion that that era, that, that type of music that part of our culture was the highest point in, in in our in our american history and rock and roll was like the death knell of our culture it just brought in nothing but garbage and he's over here saying all all of all of culture was just this stupid and sipping song but don't worry we've got rock and roll now everything's fine yippee ah ah i can't stand it that's my pointless gripe of the day mclean is that it i mean that was it i, I expect expected a longer rant than that. I, I'm not asking for one. I'm just saying I expected one. I can one. prepare one to come back to you next week. Please, please, please do not. McLean, do you generally... I appreciate the offer, but I do not appreciate the offer. McLean, do you generally get a lot of uh, a lot of your news from uh, Pride.com? Pretty much my only news source, actually. That's yeah. what I thought. Uh, they have a lot of... Uh, they have a... Uh, their uh, their their uh, sections. I'm a very gay man. Under. Of course, I'm a closeted gay man. So yeah. Do you want to check out a uh, article about hashtag celebs? Hashtag. Jake, geek? you're supposed to ask if I'm gay. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Uh, hashtag TV. Hashtag oh. movies. They have articles about hashtag music. Now these last four subjects, I think you'll be movies, really you really want to click on music. Pretty. You really want to click on these tabs. There's a hashtag coming out. Hashtag love and hashtag sex, com- hashtag first person, and hashtag and activism. And uh, you can give them money if you want. I do like giving people money. But this is filed under hashtag No, first Jake, this person. is very unfair because I had stumbled upon this article in pride.com several weeks ago and was all prepared to read it out on Westboro's. But I'm sure, I'm you steamrolled me certain. with your rant on why, um, on why scythes are better than lawnmowers. So I was, unfortunately, I was not able to get it out. Yeah, I can't hear you at all, McLean. So work on that. This article comes from... Oh, what a pity. 2019. Uh, so I, I am pretty sure this is one that I looked over and considered reading on Westboro's like a year ago. And then was like, nah. But I've looked over it again. And it just, it, 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 it rose a couple hairs on the back of my neck, I'll just say. So, McLean, in my family, this is by uh, McKenna Ferguson. McKenna Ferguson. Wears a big hat, goes on Jeopardy. In my family, I have a reputation for being a bit of a Scrooge. I never make plans to see fireworks on the 4th of July. I never put a lot of effort into Halloween costumes. And even a few Christmas traditions have lost their shine over the years. So first of all, you're admitting that you're just a joyless, humorless person. So this, this is great right off the bat, I won't lie. But if you know me at all, you know I sincerely and unabashedly hate Thanksgiving. 
Now, before you start brandishing your special holiday carving knife, you know, for your celebratory roast, you, you, you use all of one roast. Let me Made explain. out of uh, chickpeas. One. And bean, my congealed bean roast. My 14-pound block of bean curd. What are we even celebrating, McLean? What are we even celebrating? I mean, I thought it was Killing in the... Killing natives? I, I thought it was in the name of the holiday, but I guess not. Uh, oh, and underneath that, a gif of, I don't know, some lesbian actress saying, why are we doing this? Um, Kindergarten taught me about pilgrims and mayflowers and feasting with Native Americans. And what a wonderful time we all had doing it. So first of all, that's not what you celebrate when you celebrate Thanksgiving. The pilgrim story, that's the story of the first Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not about celebrating that specific thing that happened. It's about celebrating in that same way. You're giving thanks for the things in your life the same way the pilgrims gave thanks then. You're not celebrating... Boy, I'm so glad that the pilgrims came here and they had that meal with the Indians. Guys, remember that? You know the time when the pilgrims had... Guys, I'm just so glad we can get together and remember the fact that the pilgrims ate some food with the Indians one time. That's not what Thanksgiving... You're not celebrating that. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Man, remember that one great meal we had? Let's do this every year. <laughs> and celebrate this. But uh, this woman's understanding of the holiday does not does not expand past a little kid's version of what it's I'm about. I'm distracted. I can't give my best West Bruce commentary. Uh, but uh, she fully admits to it. She's stuck in a five-year-old understanding. She says, five-year-old McKenna learned all about it. Except for the part where nobody had a wonderful time footnote please and then the Europeans swooped in took the land and goods and gave everyone deadly diseases in return <laughs> I didn't know that yeah I watched man, that, that was a lot of stuff to do just for one Thanksgiving man pilgrims were busy they got all that done in one day <laughs> I know oh, I wonder how they managed those deadly diseases man. though were they carrying them around in, like jars like alright hold on let me Remember unscrew when... this hold still while I throw this out uh. You remember the first Thanksgiving when we uh, came over from on ships from Europe and then we infected all the native populations, kidnapped them, raped them, and then of course we also decimated Ooh, their, uh, their that, tribes and General Custer came in and we got gunned them all down. And I tell ya. Uh, when you go back in time and give a, uh, you know, a caveman year, the Baja Blast to see how it affects them, when you go back in time and give a pilgrim an energy drink and they end up killing all the natives in one day. Oh... Let's do this again next. Sure. Same time, same place. Let's all gather around for green bean casserole while we ignore the terrible history that built this day. The messed up problematic history. It's messed up. As John Oliver so eloquently put it during an episode of Last Week Tonight. <laughs> John Oliver is a very eloquent man. There was I said eloquent, I meant gay. There was only one time in American history when the fear of refugees wiping everyone out came true, and we'll all be sitting around the table celebrating it on Thursday! Oh! Oh! He said it! He said it! I didn't think he'd say it, but he said it! Oh, I'll never recover. Look like it was too savage. I, I'm bleeding out over here, man. Ooh, it's too savage. thing that is that people bring up. <laughs> You know who the the original people afraid of immigrants? The the uh, natives, and they were right. So you and uh, 
But that's not like why we're afraid of it. That's not the same thing at all, so. <laughs> I know, they're never logically consistent. If they can burn you with an argument, they'll do it. But they it's like, they say what they need to say to, to, to burn you in the moment. It does not matter at all if it's consistent with anything else they've said. It's so bad. It's so bad. Anyway, number two, because remember this is a listicle. The stress. There's a gif of a black woman rubbing her temples. If I had a dollar for every time the phrase is too many cooks in the kitchen, don't snap at me, I'm just trying to help, or this is taking way longer than I expected, was spoken during my family's Thanksgiving dinners growing up, I could buy my own small city and ban Thanksgiving. Uh. Uh. Man, if I, if I just, if I was actually the president, I'd be in charge of everything. And then I'd be able to, to do away with all the messed up stuff we have to, first off, there would be no school on snow days. Like it, would, you, it wouldn't even have to like snow that much and there wouldn't be any school. And then of course we have ice cream for dinner. Um, yeah, I mean, so far, and then I'd also she make was talking law. about uh, her, her experience in kindergarten. So far, it doesn't read that she's uh, uh, moved past that stage in her life. Yeah. <laughs> did, it, did it mention her leaving kindergarten, or is this like... You know, I don't think it did. Or is she still in? Yeah, she might like, still be there. Number three. Are we reading a kindergartens article here? Because it's very well possible. Number three, the food. And then the GIF says, oops, this GIF no longer exists. Looking for more GIFs? Check out Giphy's homepage for the most popular GIFs on the internet. I love that GIF. I love that one. I know what you're thinking. McKenna, don't you dare try to tell me Thanksgiving food isn't good, you Debbie Downer. And you know what? I agree with you. Thanksgiving food is delicious. Cranberry sauce excluded. What's not delicious is the excessive prep time, the high cost, and the exhausting cleanup. Honestly, I'd rather just make a quick run to Starbucks and grab myself a holly turkey and stuffing panini. Have you tried those things? They're incredible. Dude. We've read this. We have read this. We have read this. I okay. guarantee we you we've read this. this. Uh, the name, McKenna Ferguson, whatever was it? We've read it. We read this. Scrolling Either last down. year or the year before. Thanksgiving owns the fourth Thursday in November. Christmas is only a month away. That is... It's disingenuous not Thanksgiving owns the 4th Thursday, November. That is the... Yes, that is the day Thanksgiving happens. Okay, yeah, I'm... Yeah, we, you know what I hate about Christmas? Is that Christmas owns the 25th of December, dude. Okay, I don't think I I'll go through that. the rest of this because I am now pretty certain we have read this. But um, it is tagged on the bottom. Hashtag first person, hashtag holidays, hashtag LGBTQ. This is pretty gay article. I will say that. I'm gonna guess, McLean. It, it occurs to me. I'm gonna guess there's a big cross section of uh, gays and people who hate Thanksgiving because think about it. It's about yeah, first of all, they're all liberals, so they're all on board with the uh, you know racist thing. But also, uh, their family uh, totally bigoted, and they don't support me. So no, thank you. Very toxic. All right. This is from the Whit Online. I'm not exactly sure what that is, the but this is by Destiny Hall. Hate it already. Hashtag no cap, but Thanksgiving is the worst holiday of the year. There, I said it. 
I'm sorry for the holiday discourse, but I've been living a lie far too long. This year, as I watch Thanksgiving football and eat my mashed potatoes, I'll know that I'm living mm-mm, my truth as a Thanksgiving hater. Even though <laughs> I'm living my truth. There are a million reasons why Thanksgiving is inferior to holidays like Halloween. It is important to note that Thanksgiving was horrible from the start. I mean, I'd be kicked out of the club if I didn't lead with this. That's kind of, you know, I, yeah. I have to. It's my contract, that guys. Was, that was, that was in my final in journalism school. Was <laughs> uh, like Columbus Day, Thanksgiving perpetuates the journalists of history. You know, you got your, got your, you got your most famous journalists of all time. The people that, uh, you know, put their lives in risk. You got your uh, Walter Cronkites. You got your Edward R. Murrows. You got your um, Hunter S. Thompsons. You got your. Uh, so, okay. So she says Thanksgiving Sierra Applebaum's. You got here. She says McKenna. Okay, okay. She says Thanksgiving perpetuates the notion that the Indians and Pilgrims had a grand old time hundreds of years ago, but now we know this is untrue. Wait, wait, no. No, 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 lady. No, no, no. She goes into, yeah, but genocide, guys. Genocide. But, um, she didn't actually disprove that the first Thanksgiving happened, so wrong right off the bat. <laughs> Um, ethically, many people across the country argue that reasonable adults can celebrate the holiday without ignoring the horrors of colonization. After all, it's true that Thanksgiving was a pause during the battles between colonizers and Native Americans. So if you just ignore the origin of Thanksgiving, then we can give thanks with loved ones. Does this really keep you up at night? Like, have you been so... You've been so brainwashed by your college that you legitimately believe that the whole of American history is just one long racist march to wipe out groups of people, and this is keeping you up at night as you you, you, you can't live a normal life because you are obsessed with this idea that's been planted in your head, and you have to right these wrongs. You can just let it go. You can just not. You can just... I know, it's, it's gonna be hard. It's a hard step to just... It's not your responsibility. You don't have to hold on to the guilt. You can just let it go. Let it fly. Let it, let it be free. And look at you. Look at you. Now you're free. Ah, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, no, you're, you're back to angrily blogging. Okay, sorry. Never mind then. I, mm, tried to help. I tried to help her. I can't belong to the only family that doesn't talk politics at the table. I live in a predominantly white, working-class small town. You would think I, that... Trump? I, I don't. Bl- I'm calling BS on that. There's no way you don't talk politics at the table. Right, okay. You want to hear a very one-sided? Like I'm totally oppressed. I'm saying perfectly reasonable things, but everyone in my family is a Nazi. <laughs> you would think that Trump was at my dinner table cutting the turkey the way people talk about him. If I say anything against him when his policies were brought up, it's slander. If I keep quiet, I'm just a cog in his political regime. There's no winning when he's talked about. Don't get me started on the awkwardness of the impeachment proceedings. If I hear the words witch hunt at my dinner table, I will literally vomit! Lady, I think the problem might be you. I'm just saying, if this is keeping you, if this is really filling you with this rage, just to hear the, the, the name of someone spoken at your table, and you're just going into convulsions, I think it's time to, to just, you see that Twitter app? Hold, hold your finger down on that a bit. It'll start doing that thing where it starts shaking. There'll be a little X next to it. You can hit that little X on the app. This going to be scary, but the app will be deleted from your phone. 
Now I know I know it's gonna be hard. That's a hard void to fill. I understand. But uh, you know, I know you're gonna instinctively walk, reach for your phone, uh, unlock it, and then hit the hit where the good where the icon used um, to be. But that only happened a couple times, and eventually you get used maybe, to it. Maybe I don't know. Just do some kind of light Get exercise. into sports, just, maybe. All right, maybe you can. I do think some you should art, get into sports. But a little after bit a while, you'll notice that uh, you won't feel that urge to get on Twitter anymore. It'll it'll be out of your life, and uh, you'll suddenly be a lot less concerned about uh, about political things that you have no effect on whatsoever. And uh, I think maybe people will be able to tolerate you better. So that's just a little bit of advice from, See, I think from Uncle Jake. If more people were interested in sports than politics, they'd still be obsessing over something they have no influence over, but it wouldn't come with the baggage of pretending like it actually is important. McLean? You know what I mean? So she, she's she's checked out the stereotypes so far. She's uh, super liberal. Uh, she's very she uh, she thinks Thanksgiving you know found on genocide. She's very white. Her, she, uh. She's a very white girl. Her stupid family's always stupidly talking about politics. Let's see. Ah, uh, what else? What what other boxes do you think she checks? Let's see what this paragraph says. Another part of my Thanksgiving hatred is there are little to no vegetarian options. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Not, Bingo. Not straying too far from the herd there, I notice. <laughs> um, it's a herd because you're a bunch of cows eating grass. Uh, as I stare at my dinner, I realize that my plate is filled with just mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. And it's tasty, but when is tofurkey going to be a holiday staple? My guess never. Bring your own if you're that upset. I don't know. Cheese. When the meal is done, a lot of men in my family go and watch football. People have interests and hobbies they enjoy. Why are they doing that? They could be on Twitter reading about the latest absolutely horrible thing that Donald Trump said. What are they doing? Guys, how, how do you live a life that's not just full of constant rage and, and seeking that and then doom scrolling? Why don't scrolling? you just how constantly you not, obsess over things? How, how can you live your life without just doom scrolling your way through Twitter every day? How come I'm miserable but other people aren't? I think they need to be more miserable. I think that'll fix this. No, they're the problem. I'm miserable because I've you're ruin not. The, I'm miserable. I've got to ruin these aren't. people's lives, or I'll be the only, or I'll be the only one, and then I'll have to. You know, they're, they're happy. They are so ignorantly happy in their non miseriness that I need to make them as miserable as me and then I'll be happy. They they are the problem here is that they aren't as miserable as me. Okay, I need to As fix long that. as I'm not wrong, that's really what's important here. As a child, I would watch for a second in confusion, hoping the game would suddenly make sense, but I knew the truth. I hated football. And I always will. Because you never evolved uh, beyond the five-year-old understanding of it. That's nice. Okay. Jake, what, is that is that is that something that's actually in the article, or did you just make that up? No, that's is right that, there, black and white. What a times new What a font. weird thing to say. I hate football. Always will. Should you give a reason for that, or? But because my elders will. My elders are in control of the TV. I find myself watching football instead of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I still mourn all the Broadway performances <sighs> I miss because I had to watch kickoffs that I didn't care about. But Macy's parade is garbage, okay? First off, there's only like same. There's only like five total minutes year. out of that parade that I ever actually wanted to see as a kid, off. and that was the balloons. They were always showing the stinking, the the, I, the 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 singing music stuff. I did not care a single flip about. Second off, lady, 
I can't call you a hypocrite because I don't know you well enough, but I'm going to assume you hate capitalism, don't you? The worst part about Thanksgiving is that while the men watch football, the women clean up the mess. <sighs> yeah, because you didn't want to watch football. Well, I don't. <laughs> like don't I, worry, because it doesn't sound like you're going to you have to do this clean a housewife anytime this. soon. And huh? you chose to do this because you didn't want to do this. Sexism. For a while, I'm miserable. I was proud of the matriarchy within my family. There was something good knowing that women made this holiday special. The good feelings left when I realized that there I was go. expected to clean as well while my cousins watched See, football. See, now you're thinking of like a reasonably human being. I, huh? The good. I realized I was expected to clean while my cousins watched football. So, so, so your mom said, "Hey, if you're not watching football, come help clean." Sexist. Don't you? Didn't you just say you hate football? <laughs> Sexist, McLean. I believe the exact words were, I hate football and I always will. McLean, no, no. Her mother is a terrible, horrible sexist. <laughs> My mom is the biggest misogynist I know. I didn't understand the concept of sexism back then, but I know that this unfairness was something that stirred my feminist heart. Despite my anger towards this sexist practice, I clean anyway because it's unfair that nobody helps. I'm trapped in a system of sexism every Thanksgiving. Despite the break, I wish that Thanksgiving was a different holiday. Yeah, there's worse things in life than Thanksgiving and it still sucks. But my spirit gets brighter because I realize we're one step closer to Christmas. <laughs> what on earth could there be about Christmas that you don't also hate? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but I think Christmas. My spirit gets brighter. Well, this is this is if this is your spirit brighter, I'd hate to see it in the in like June. I'm sure if I wanted you're to done ra doing rails I, of coke and uh, I, and banging homeless dudes in porta potties. I could pick out something from, from the past of Christmas to, to show her why it's actually racist or something. I could, well, okay, so Christians co-opted it from uh, paganism, right? Um, I'm sure the pagans did, like, I'll bet they did some kind of, like, human sacrifice thing, right? Come on. We, we can find some reason uh. to get her against Christmas. I don't know. Mom. <laughs> it's a reverse wonderful life where we find, where we write a uh, listicle for every holiday <laughs> and just get people to hate it. I could, I could be a BuzzFeed writer, McLean. I was telling my friend this the other day. I could make so much. I could clean up. I could go to them and say, "Hey, I can pump out." I don't believe it, but I could pump out whatever you want, because I, I got this, man. I got this formula down. Westbro's trained me well. This is momtastic.com. Thankful, schmankful. Have to know thy enemy. Thankful, schmankle. That is also an article I was gonna read. Why Thanksgiving is the absolute worst. As the main provider of Thanksgiving in my family, I should probably not admit this, but I cannot yeah, wait. I'm gonna pay $189 a year to subscribe to The Economist. <laughs> the, the subscription bubble, man, it's gonna burst soon because everybody's got one of these subscription blends. Every newspaper, every TV network. I, I don't. I can't understand people that actually subscribe to friggin' newspapers online. Yeah, I just want shit in my inbox, dude, and I'll pay you $300 a year. Thanks for the uh, swearing, McLean. Fun uh, pro tip, though. You know how you, like, you start to read an article, you scroll down, then it stops you from scrolling and says, you gotta pay, blah, blah, blah. Just uh, yeah. hit find on page, type in a letter, and you should be able to scroll through the article while you're in the, uh, the find on page. Okay, thing. I've tried going 
going to the Wayback Machine. That works sometimes. And that sometimes works. Yeah. Anyway, um, this lady can't wait for Thanksgiving to be over. The actual idea behind Thanksgiving itself being forced to be thankful has never sat right with me. So this lady's life. She lives her life in this bitter, bitter existence. Thankfulness does not come naturally to her. When the day comes around that's, oh, we're going to thank God for this. She goes, oh, you're forcing me to be thankful. Like, when I'm thankful, I prefer to arise naturally. She's like, she's not, well, I'm saying that she's not naturally thankful. She naturally lives her life at this, this bitter. I think you need a little forced thankfulness, lady. I'll teach you how to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, how what, what what did you say about this uh, search on page? Well, I mean, on my phone, you you go find on page like yeah, like you you, you just what what do you mean? What do you mean? It's, it's, you search on the page because I'm on the Economist right now, so yeah. Where do I find? You hit the tab like that. You would hit if you want to share the article somewhere down there under like your history, downloads, bookmarks, tabs, share, find in page. Or find on page, or search on page, or it's not this hard, McLean. What are you doing? Oh, found it. Here we are. That did not work. What? Okay, here. Whatever. What? What was the article? I'll do it. It is remote first work is taking over the rich world on the Economist. You also have to actually search for something, by the way, when you do the find on page. Yeah, I did. Like, I just hit T. Show me all instances of the letter T, and uh, it, it pops it up and it highlights T every time. That's the only downside is the word letter T is always highlighted, but, um, um you know what? I, I think that. you might be right. I think it didn't work for this one. That's odd. But for the last website, I did. Well, I think what? they might have a different system here. Well, what, what was this about? I don't know, it's not important. <laughs> Why were you trying to access it? Is this even Westbrook's material? No, not at all. <laughs> what was this, this rabbit assignment hole? I've been doing, Jake? Why are you surfing the Economist, McLean? Because I'm taking a business and political reporting class. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Leave me alone. Anyway, for this lady, Thanksgiving puts her on edge and makes her dread the second week of October. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're dealing with Canucks over here, McLean. We got some syrup-guzzling donkey heads. Oh, hey there. I was reading the article all wrong there. You know, you gotta, you gotta uh, Canadian up your uh, voice there when you read the articles there. So yeah, it's uh, maybe what it's is that, Canadian um, Thanksgiving anyway. So uh, Thanksgiving's really yeah, yeah, it's a non-holiday that's never felt sacred to me. So you know, it's in uh, it's in October and most of us aren't ready for a holiday yet. And uh, it's like three traditions mixed together. I, I can't speak to things. I don't I don't know what the history of Canadian Thanksgiving is. So maybe I'm. This is this might not be. Got the Wikipedia be, page uh, here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna opt out of this one because I can't. I don't think I can speak to this as a non-Canadian. But I uh, I do what I do. Thanksgiving has officially been celebrated as an annual holiday in Canada since November 6th, 1879. All right, my birthday. Let's go. A day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed to be observed on the second Monday in October. So they just far. do it a different day, but it's the exact same holiday. Uh, traditional holiday. Uh, while actual Thanksgiving holiday is on Monday, Canadians may gather for their Thanksgiving feast on any day during the long weekend. However, Sunday is considered the most common. Foods traditionally served at Thanksgiving include roasted turkey, roast beef, ham, stuffing, mashed potatoes with gravies, sweet potatoes, cranberry sauce, sweet corn, various autumn vegetables, squashes, Brussels sprouts, pumpkin pie, and apple pie. 
Various regional dishes and desserts may be served. This is literally just the same holiday. In Canadian football, the Canadian Football League has usually held a nationally televised doubleheader, the Thanksgiving Day Classic. And according to some historians, the first celebration of Thanksgiving court... Yeah, he literally just stole our holiday. Exact same holiday, they just did it on a different day. All right, McLean. Want to hear about uh, mashed.com telling me the, the thing, the worst parts of Thanksgiving? Mashed.com does have some pretty banging articles. So, Thanksgiving yeah. is definitely the neglected stepchild of the major holidays. So it's better than Arbor Day, but like Arbor Day, which got replaced by Earth Day, many Thanksgiving celebrations get <laughs> nudged aside in favor of the day after monstrosity it began. What would the Pilgrim Fathers and Mothers have had to say about Black Friday? Probably something along the lines of pretty setteth the rooster an hour ahead was reprehensible, blah blah and funny, whatever. Lacking the pageantry of Halloween and the presence of Christmas, Thanksgiving is a holiday that's all about food and TV. So, I mean, yeah, if you got your conception of what Thanksgiving is completely from the media, okay, maybe. Like, if all you know about Thanksgiving is what you saw on the television, then maybe that's what you took away from it. But so it's a little more, it's a little more nuanced than that. Buddy. I watch the, I watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every year, and that's all I know about Thanksgiving. I don't understand this holiday, man. I, I, I know I've never read the book. Why do you ask? I don't know what those are. So, I, out of curiosity, the brief aside, I went to the Wikipedia page for Boxing Day because I've never known what that's about. Oh, sorry. Boxing no. Day is a holiday celebrated the day after Christmas Day, occurring on the second day of Christmas tide. Though it originated as a holiday to give gifts to the poor, today Boxing Day is primarily known as a shopping holiday. <laughs> Lovely. Uh. Uh, the irony it's just canadian okay, so you know uh, how Black i just Friday. said that uh, uh this these people did uh, this website they got their idea of thanksgiving completely from the media well kind of it's kind of they say it's kind of like super bowl sunday but without the games meaning that much and it has turkey and a gross green bean thing instead of nachos there's actually a lot to dislike about thanksgiving now that we come to think of it that is that is all you picked up from that tradition that is that is the summation of what you've learned about thanksgiving yeah. <laughs> you've looked at the, the cultural world it occupies, you've looked at the history, you've looked at the impact, you've looked at the purpose, and you've said, oh, it's just turkey and football, I guess. It's kind of dumb, I don't know. You're five years old! Ah. Um, although TBH were already thinking about it, which is why we asked you to find your least favorite part of the holiday, blah, 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 blah. While there's much feasting, there will be many dirty plates, forks, and spoons, after all. Except, of course, the Super Bowl parties where we have paper plates instead. Yeah, let's do paper plates for Thanksgiving. What is wrong with you? You're a psychopath. What, do you make it even worse? You're gonna make this even worse? Ugh. Nearly half of those we surveyed found the dishwashing so onerous as to be the worst part of their holiday. Look, if washing dishes is the worst part of the holiday, I think we got it pretty squeaky clean easy here, okay? I think this, I think we're selling pretty. Uh, another 13% admitted that they tended to overeat and regret the results, blah blah blah. The number three answer was football, with 10% dissing this Thanksgiving tradition. And coming in a close fourth was spending time with family. Ouch. But please, TV commercials, quit so bombarding us about things with that fake, hate? happy um, families, so. since it makes 100% of us feel worse about our own. What the hell? <laughs> you are miserable. That's why I hate, you know, over sappy stuff. You know, I don't I don't really like it when I see like sappy stuff where it's everything picture perfect on the TV. Oh, because you know, real life's not like that and it's more complicated and it's not that, you know, there's hardship. No. 
Because it makes me depressed when I think of how terrible and how much I hate my family. But fine, you know? I think the only thing. I want to die. The only thing, the internet, and to a to an extent, television too, but mostly the internet. The only thing it spread, crippling depression. That's not a joke. I think. It's not. I that think that's the, the that is the end result of getting your information from the internet. It's just never going to be. It's never going to be. It's always going to end up in these cynical hot takes. I don't. I don't think you can escape that. It just ends up with depression. Th- thanks, internet. You've given us so much. You've. You've. Our. Ugh. There's travel haters, people who hate the Macy's How do you spell parade. meeting out information? Yeah, remember when we thought the internet was going to be this wonderful, oh, it'll be the, the democratization of knowledge, it'll be uh, everyone everywhere can learn everything now, it's going to be this wonderful new utopia of, now just depression. Everybody's just depressed now. Isn't that great? Uh, let's yeah, see exactly. here. Cleaning what is, up. What is meeting out? How do you spell meeting out information? M-E-T-E-I-N-G? Maybe? Maybe M-E-T-I-N-G. I don't know. I'm going to say M-E-T-E. Uh, seen family, um, blah, 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 turkey, uh, leftovers, hate that. Uh, there's a, uh, blah, blah, there are a few Thanksgiving lovers in our survey. But the two saddest answers spoke of us spending the holiday alone. Well, don't. Blah, uh, blah, 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 solo giving? What? What? Forget Friendsgiving, perhaps it's time to destigmatize solo giving. That way, all the family Was Friendsgiving haters, not depressing haters, enough for you? And even the Jake, it's time to gift yourself. Treat yourself, dude. You earned it, man. Buy yourself a little something special. The family haters, travel haters, and even the cooking, cleaning, football parade haters can unite separately and all spend Thanksgiving on their own, avoiding whatever it is they hate about the holiday. I'm not sure you understand just how sad that sounded when you wrote it, so... I told you, the internet only spreads absolute depression. Take everything you built, build your life on, destroy it, break it, it's bad, evil, racist somehow, just destroy everything. Tear absolutely everything down. Don't leave anything standing. Just tear it down until you're just a blob lying on the floor with nothing. You have nothing. There we go, isn't everything better now, now that you have nothing? Thank you! Thank you for the nothing. That's just what I wanted. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> Thanksgiving is the worst holiday ever. By Sarah Elson. I'm gonna be honest with you. Thanksgiving, one of my least favorite holidays. I said it. I apologize if the truth hurts. First, I'm a Christmas fanatic, which is why I dislike Thanksgiving so much. I don't like it. Stealing the spotlight from Christmas. Okay, lady. Lady, I need you to step back, step back. Think about what you... Wait a second. Think about what you just said. Ruminate that over in your head and then go stand in the corner. Go stand in the corner for until I tell you you can leave. Stealing the spotlight from Christmas. You lunatic! That's not how that works at all. If Thanksgiving wants to live up to the hype around Christmas, then it needs more activities. Christmas has to be with ice skating, caroling, decorating your house with... So, lady, lady, Christmas is like a season, okay? You have a whole season of doing that kind of stuff. Thanksgiving is a day. These are two different types of holidays. Although, I, I mean, I believe Thanksgiving ought to be a season, too. But, yeah, well, that's just me. Um... 
Some people say that fall activities could be classified as Thanksgiving activities, but that doesn't compare to Christmas. But there's a lack of alternative food options. Growing up, my Thanksgiving consisted of bread rolls and mashed potatoes. Hmm. Who would look forward to a holiday where the only activity was to eat and the options weren't good? Have other options for those who don't eat turkey stuffing and green beans. I want my Thanksgiving dinner to not be Thanksgiving dinner and then I'll be happy. Then I'll be happy. I'm a child. I am seven years old. I swear, what is the deal? I swear, all of these writers, all of these writers have the mentality of a child. Am am I crazy, McLean? Am I crazy? Like, I don't think so. It's like this entitled uh, sense of if something is, if if I dislike something, or if I, something is not oh, treated me. specifically towards me, I don't me. have to deal with it at all. That reminds me. And it's objectively terrible. Client, you are in luck because I, I, I remembered something. Hold on, hold on. This reminds me. What I just said, that everyone sounds like a child. Let me scroll back. Um, 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 hold on. I hate when I have to look for something. It was an article in Art of Manliness that described this exact thing, and I think this fits so well. Hold on. Yeah, okay. It's entitled, uh, The Printing Press, The Literacy, and the Rise and Fall of the Secret Society of Adults. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, the idea that childhood and adulthood represent distinct periods of life is relatively recent in origin. From antiquity through medieval times, the concept of childhood was almost completely absent in most societies. Children were seen as deficient, many of true adults uh, were expected to begin working and taking their place in the adult world about age seven. Uh, the young and the old were fairly indistinguishable from each other. They wore the same types of clothes, used the same language, and did the same work. As, and in an oral society, the young and the old had access to an understanding of most of the same knowledge. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Neil Postman, author of The Disappearance of Childhood and Amusing Themselves to Death, argues our modern concepts of childhood and adulthood were birthed by the printing press. Literacy, uh, around the 16th, 15th century, whatever, uh, literacy became the dividing line between these stages of life. Adults were competent readers, children were not, and they thus had to become adults by mastering written language. Typography created a larger realm of possible knowledge than had ever been possible to learn before. Um, uh, nowadays, uh, it, it took time to learn things because he had to go grade by grade, higher reading levels. Uh, step by step, the child was initiated into the world of grown-ups. Boys and girls slowly learned the, quote, secrets of the adult world by progressively qualifying for the deeper mysteries of the printed page. A critical understanding of the secrets of philosophy, faith, nature, sexuality, war, sickness, and death, an understanding of life's mysteries, contradictions, etc., is what made the adult an adult and qualified one for membership in a kind of society of grown-ups. The more degrees of a sitting cognitive crafts an adult mastered, the more potential leadership positions were open to him within his fraternity. Membership in the society of grown-ups is what granted adults one of their defining qualities, authority. And the desire to seek admission into this fraternity is what helped children develop one of their signature traits, curiosity. Children were excluded from the society of the literate until they had continually knocked at the door and mastered its traditions and rituals. These qualifications included competency with the written words, self-discipline, civility, manners, etiquette, etc., 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 etc. Children must earn adulthood by becoming both literate and well-mannered. Um, etc., etc., 
etc., etc., etc., etc., to teach children to be literate and well-mannered, schools were created. And this, Postman says, is what ultimately created the distinct cultures of adults and children. Schools separated out children from adults, and each developed their own language, literature, that didn't used to be such a thing as children's books, clothing, games, and so on. Gradually, children left behind the trappings of kid culture, initiated into the rituals and traditions of adulthood. But our modern society seems to have returned to the conditions that once characterized pre-literate oral cultures. Adults and children are not so different as they once were, as Postman puts it. Everywhere one looks, it may be seen that the behavior, languages, attitudes, and desires, even the physical appearance of adults and children, are becoming increasingly indistinguishable. What has occurred? The shift may be rooted in the leaving behind of the printed word for a culture that communicates largely through images. Images do not require much in the way of cognitive cultivation to understand them. Children and adults can grasp pictures and videos at about the same level. Thus, in an image-based society, everyone of every age has access to all of society's knowledge and all of its secrets. No special training is required to grasp them. The Disappearance of Childhood was published in 1982, and at the time, Neil Postman pointed to the television as the main mover behind the cultural shift away from text into its imagery. What he said about the TV applies even more so now to the age of the internet. We may conclude, then, that television erodes the dividing line between childhood and adulthood in three, adulthood in three ways. First, because it requires no instruction to grasp. Second, because it does not make complex demands on minor behavior. And because it does not segregate its audience. The new media environment is, provides everyone simultaneously with the same information. Without, without uh, this, these distinctions, there can be no such thing as childhood and there can be no adulthood either. For if adulthood means mysteries solved and secrets uncovered, but from the start children know the mysteries and the secrets, then how do we tell them apart from anyone else? The internet is highly egalitarian, and websites are not designed as being designed for certain ages, usually. Adults and children consume much of the same media, they surf the same websites and forums, they watch the same YouTube videos. It's an age where everything is for everybody. While when media isn't distinctly tailored to any age group, it ends up getting pitched at about a 7th grade age level, if that. Everything must be reasonably accessible, entertaining, and most of all, short. People have no patience for in-depth coverage of a subject, feel that anything worthwhile should be summarizing just a few sentences, and believe anything longer is a waste of time, which is exactly what a 7th grader would say. Part of making media and learning palatable to the masses involves turning everything into a narrative, giving everything an entertaining story arc to keep childlike minds interested. Politics becomes a story. Uh, commerce and religion is a story. Even science becomes a story. You denying it, McLean? I hope not. Of course, these issues rarely fit well into no. neat black and white narratives, and the division of things into good guy, bad guy, climax of suspense, simplifies complexity and leaves the facts behind. Childlike cognition is very present-minded, and thus news and media is focused almost entirely on the now. Historical context is absent, looking forward is boring, uh, lessons that might be gleaned from the past go undiscovered, and the task of creating plans for the future fails to be undertaken. Childlike minds have trouble understanding the varying significance of different events, and the media prints news so that rendering such a judgment is not necessary. Every story bears equal weight. On the front page of a news website, you'll find stories about war right next to stories about celebrities' nude photographs. On television, the report of a school shooting is followed by a cheerful commercial for cheese crackers. Hard-hitting stories are placed on the same level as ads, and every bit of media is framed as equally worthy of attention. Media consumers cower before a wall of text, and all information must be broken up into bite-sized little snacks with a childlike appetite of the masses. 
Ultimately, when children, while children have access to all knowledge, they receive it without context, and before they, they may even be ready to make sense of it. And adults who have been consuming the same media are unable to offer context either. Thus, you have a situation where the knowledge base of children and adults is highly fragmented, leading to a widespread deficiency in making connections between ideas and a landscape where myopic, civilization-weakening viewpoints predominate. That is what I was getting at. Long, long road to the situation where myopic, civilization, weakening viewpoints are dominating. The central problem can be summarized this way. In worlds where every, everything is for everybody, an illusion emerges that everybody knows everything. Which is to say, the current media landscape leads one to believe that all knowledge is out there and easily accessible, and it can and should be economically summarized. Genocide, guys. We just did a bunch of genocide. Duh. Um, yet while breadth of knowledge has decidedly expanded, depth of knowledge has shrunk. Adults no longer acknowledge the hidden expanses lying beneath a subject that might yet be plumbed. Kids feel the same way, and they don't believe that adults have any secret knowledge to offer. As a result, the aura of adult authority has been extinguished, and the idea of deferring to one's elders is faintly ridiculous. That's what that lady just said, right? My mom's just a terrible sexist. Uh, and at the time... At the same time that the society of grown-ups has dissolved, the world of children disappears as well. To a certain extent, blah 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 blah. In the world where everything's for everybody, uh, the gap between children and adults evaporates. Everyone besides infants and the very old are adult children. Kids issue know-it-all wisecracks, see every show on TV. Parents listen to their teenagers' music and read their kids' books, see Harry Potter, Twilight Zone, or Twilight Hunger Games, whatever. Children dress more like adults, and adults dress more like children. Man, I'm just gonna wear my See hoodie the and men's section in today. Walmart. What? See the men's section in Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh, the pajamas, or even just like in the more broad sense, people just wearing sweatshirts out and about to like work. I don't know why. It's just that started doing the women because I'm a, I'm I'm a hoodie smart. man. A, anyway, I mean, it's hoods. Hoods just don't look good. I'm just saying. The Oh yeah, everybody uses the same language, both grade school kids and their teachers spout slang and use profanity. The cultures of grown-ups and children merge, and this collapse of distances is accelerated by the biggest con one of the biggest consequences of a dissolution of literate culture, the unraveling of an emphasis on manners and civility. There's no discipline and self-mastery required to watch and share images and videos, so delayed gratification and well-mannered deportment no longer serve as appropriate- I was thinking about this! The other day, when you sent me screen caps of people replying to Tom Brady on Twitter, uh... Well, it was like a tweet about some kid with cancer or something, and he's, he's talking about this kid with cancer, and underneath this guy's like, You should retire, you never want to blah blah blah. I'm like, this is, this is a microcosm huh. example. No. Let me, let me, of like, uh, let's read it. We in, live in a culture. The, we live in a, we've grown up with this stupid internet thing where it's, it's, it's ridiculous. We've grown up in this world where we, have, we, we face no consequences for going to another grown man and doing something totally childish like that. No consequences. We just grow up in that world. It's it's insane. It's insane. This kid was holding up a sign that said, quote, Tom Brady helped me beat brain cancer. Brady went over to him and gave him his hat. The kid couldn't hold back the tears. This is what it's all about. At Bam Bam 91171740 responds, Retire. Uh 
and blah, 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 blah. And gazing at images, you can shut your mind off and let it all hang out. And that's what adult children do in their relations with others as well. Ultimately, these changes have wrought the disappearance of the desirability of adulthood. Rituals, traditions, and secret knowledge create identity, meaning, and exclusivity. Wait, traditions are important? You must be a white guy. What are you telling me your white lies? And once lent the secret society of adults an aura of mystery, young people looked forward to the day they could be initiated into this interesting and glamorous world where people wore special clothes, traded in special knowledge, and used the secret passwords of etiquette to gain access to special parties, dinners, and clubs. While I find Postman's theory fascinating, it might be a little too Jeremiah Jer even for my curmudgeonly sensibilities. Uh, in attributing the complex history of culture to a single factor, he might be making the dawn of literacy explain a little too much, who doesn't acknowledge the potential upsides of accessibility information, but it may be because he lived in the age of television before the rise of the internet, and there was decided less about TV to be bullish about. Postman's theory is not able to com completely explain the demise of adulthood, um, but uh, but it does shed incredibly insightful light on one important prong of the puzzle. No, for that you'd have to address our, uh, our uh, collective cultural uh, atheism I don't know rock and roll guys it's gonna be big surely the shortness of our attention spans the strange pride we feel in dismissing anything overly in-depth as unimportant what evidenced the by the slang am I TLDR a dystopian badge of honor denoting an aversion to reading something that takes more than a minute to digest this is the dumb I don't even have to read this article from the Idaho Capital Sun Idaho's closed Republican primary election has got to go with the advent of the closed Republican primary, Idaho legislators have become more extreme. That's how that's how elections work. You don't get to vote in the, the primary unless you're part of the party. Yes, that's dumb. The widespread rejection of interests of deeper mystery, simplistic nature of our news and political debates can be called childlike. There's an unfortunate tendency today among modern adults to pridefully declare that despite their age, they don't know what the F they're doing. In this way, they can be honest and keep it real without feeling bad about continuing to screw up in the same ways they did when they were 15. And it's true, you think when you grow up you'll have it all figured out, then you realize most adults are still struggling too. But every adult should have at least a few areas where their knowledge does run deep, where they're proud of the wisdom they've accumulated from years of study and experience. Every adult should have a treasury of news, of insights that no Google search can reveal. When you're young and confused, bewildered, and freaking out about something, there's nothing like coming into the presence of a real adult, partaking of their steadiness and gravitas, and walking away with counsel that gives you new insight into life. They make adulthood seem not so bad after all. Young people need mentors, and they need mentors who make them want to become mentors themselves someday. Um, blah 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 blah. We proceed from infancy to adulthood today in one flat, unremarkable, unvarying stretch of highway, and so that many feel unmoored and bored with life when they're only a quarter century old. Um, anyway, that was the point of that. <laughs> all I'm saying, it's just, it's just... That was Jake's whole point. I don't understand. I don't understand uh, these white girls, and they're all these. And, and there's a few. I mean, of course, if, they, if they're not white girls, they're like the the black activists of their field. I guess just the girls in general. Why is it always girls, McLean? Do they just do they just buy into the season or something? Are they more easily able to regurgitate it in, in their uh, in their college classes or something? And then they come back and they go, "Okay, here's why this tradition sucks, and we should tear everything down, and it's all awful." Maybe they're more gullible. I don't know. It's like Mormons. I don't know. Depressing, that's what it is to me. But, uh, how you doing over there, McLean? How's homework coming along? Uh, going pretty good. I was, I was thinking about hanging up on you and West Indian Westbros here and probably finishing this up and going to bed. Oh, little heartfall. Yeah, pretty good. Without pretty good. 
Sorry about it. Well, this has been Westbrook. We hope you uh, learned something. I sure did. <laughs> ah, the great mysteries of Westbrook and life and life and Westbrook. Of life and Westbrook. Coming this fall. Time.